Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Mike, JB, and Chris. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, link is in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it's absolutely free to join. Now let's get into some crypto talk. gentlemen. How are we doing? What's up, guys? How are we? We're all good today? Yeah, man, doing good. Chris, how are you, mate? Yeah, really good. Just a, another really full-on day, right? It's just back-to-back uh, -back and lots of really exciting stuff coming. Yeah, I'm, uh, look, I'm freaking pumped to be back, man. This is great. I love it. JB, welcome, dude. How, how you been doing, man? Yeah, I'm super excited. This is, <clears throat> this is quite surreal. Obviously, I've watched this from day one, and when you guys started up so to be honest yeah it's pretty special i'm very happy yeah i think it's going to be really cool we got we got all the accents going on right you got you got the uh the states you got the the british accent and now we got the scottish accent you know yeah, and it, it reminds me it reminds me of a uh, a movie braveheart which i'm sure you you know but i uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time is braveheart and so when i hear you talk it like makes me so happy i feel like william wallace like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah man look uh podcast is back i'm pumped to do it i, I know chris is excited jb's excited we're gonna have nick probably jump on every now and then but um yeah it's great to be back uh i think we got tons of stuff to cover obviously chris and nick have absolutely smashed this market and have just called so many things uh and if you guys follow the uh the youtube channel obviously they called the ftx uh situation way before it happened um and it, they've called this chris what was it this morning on twitch that happened you said uh how many new lower lows has there been <laughs> I, I think there's been four new lower lows and uh yeah look right bit of a, a piss take in regards to that right the reason i asked nick how many lower lows have we had since june is because i called the june low uh, back in May and obviously it came in and I was very much you know it doesn't feel painful enough and it doesn't feel like a, a true bottom for, for for crypto and Bitcoin so you know at that point I've told everybody that you know that isn't the bottom and obviously that goes against the grain right we've got lots of other influencers that were saying June was the bottom and none of these individuals called the bottom you know before it came in until afterwards, right? And uh, talking about all these different indicators and, you know, my my words were, you know, my very words were that they are all going to be invalidated. Mark my words. And I think we've seen an awful lot of those invalidated now and uh, four lower lows since then. So it kind of feel like um, validated, I guess, in, in what we've been talking about and obviously calling uh, the FTX um, catastrophe is probably the best word to use for for that uh and block and we've got a whole list of other exchanges and lending you know platforms that we kind of feel you know we, we've got suspicions about and uh we're, we're starting to see some of this in the data yeah, yeah. i um go ahead jb i just wanted to touch on the fact the work that nick and chris have done I mean, they, these guys don't get the credit for what they're doing. I mean, this is second nature to them. They, they, they don't need the acclamation for what they're doing. But each and every day they're in here, they're updating us, the charts, the data. 
everything. They're so good. Well, I think uh, look, Discord now is over 5,000 members. So congrats to you and Nick on the job well done, right? I think Definitely. the, the beauty. Yeah, I think the beauty to that is it speaks volume to like people are starting to recognize that you guys are calling these things and you know you see so many YouTubers, people on Twitter backtracking now like oops. Oops, I messed up, right? Um and and it's not an oops when you have say 500,000 followers who are trying to, you know, and you're not a financial advisor and I get that, but if you're saying the bottom's in and 500,000 people follow you, well the, more than likely a lot of those people are going to lose a lot of money, right, Chris? Yeah, I mean We've seen a lot of people save money. I actually did a video before the FTX stuff kicked off and it was a three o'clock video on, on the YouTube channel. And I was encouraging as many people to watch that video as possible because I, I had a, a really important message to to sort of air to, to people around sort of mindset and what we should really be focused on. And the mindset for me was we should preserve the capital that we hold. We should, you know, look after uh, you know the the assets that we've got get them off of exchanges you know and it, it shouldn't be about how much money we're going to make right now it should be about how much money we can save and that was a really important message for me with what we were kind of seeing with ftx and at that point when i made that video we were still like we're going to talk about ftx and you know the issues that we can kind of see sort of escalate in but we didn't know to to what extent that was going to be at the time that video was made. But, you know, looking back on it, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. That was a very, very important message. So if you ever see me say, you know, like I, I, I encourage as many of you to watch this video and share the shit out of it, um, you know, th there's a real reason for it. Yeah, it's uh, I remember seeing that uh, message pop up in the discord like, hey, very important video coming out today. Make sure you guys check it out. And. You know, uh, immediately after watching that, I, I mean, I started moving my, I personally started moving all of my stuff off of, uh, say, KuCoin, mm. right? And I moved it over into cash and I've just been sitting in cash and everybody in the community knows that I'm an impulsive buyer, right? Like, <laughs> like if I, like yesterday, I'm sitting there, I was on here with both of you. I'm like, oh man, this price is going to come in. It's going to hit. And then like, there's just no need for it, right? Like I think right now, just looking at the macro environment, I mean, cash is king, right? Sitting in there and just having, having your money uh, there until, until the contagion, like you said, uh, finishes playing out. You know, there was an article I read uh, just before we got on here on Coindesk saying that there's over a hundred companies that have filed bankruptcy now. Where, where are those assets? You know, what's going to happen? Uh, JB, go ahead. Yeah, it was just obviously a touch on moving everything off of the exchanges. I mean, we sat with a few members in Discord and talked them through moving a lot of their assets onto MetaMask. And obviously, Chris has got the videos in Crypto Basics on the Discord. Obviously, that's super important for everybody to know how to do it. If they don't have a ledger, have a MetaMask, get it off the exchange, keep it safe. If it's on exchange, it's not yours. Right. Yeah, I think there's been a, over 130 um bankruptcy filings off the back of ftx it's actually over 130 i think some of the headlines are, are not getting the numbers right um they're missing a missing a few off um, and there's some really interesting ones right and obviously you've got genesis they're looking to to raise i think it's around a billion dollars and i think they're 500 million off um and, and it doesn't look like they're gonna they're gonna be able to do it right and uh the contagion close that down Binance yeah. said they will not do it because it could be a conflict of interest down the road. Yeah. And um, like they're big. And like if they go, like 
who knows how how deep this is this is going to go in the crypto space so i think the message that needs to go out is you know if you're starting to become more comfortable with exchanges like don't you know make sure that you're you, you're keeping that crypto safe the message is still preserve your capital like that needs to be the message that people are, are hearing loud and clear yeah i think look it, it i want to put it in in this term just because you know i if i'm going to go buy a project for instance like say say the lows come in we're still super nervous about exchanges obviously i would choose an exchange that um uh, like a binance or something honestly all exchanges right now are just sketchy to be on anyways but i think binance would be one that 53 billion in backed assets right like cash i think they're pretty good off um but like for me for instance like say there's a project on kucoin that i can't get on binance you know i'll quickly move my usdt over buy what i need to buy and then move it to ledger immediately right so yes there's some risk moving from say binance over to kucoin to get your project but the biggest thing is getting that off of the exchange so that that exchange doesn't own your assets and you actually own your assets um, and I think that's been drilled pretty heavily in all the videos that have been done. Uh, it's been drilled into the Discord uh, to get a ledger, get a MetaMask, get a trust wallet, get something that you don't get caught up in the mix, right? It's okay if you go buy something, if you really need to go buy it right now. We're still expecting new lower lows. Um, so we could have maybe a, a fifth one, a sixth one, a seventh one. But if you're going to buy something, take it off the exchange, put it in a wallet. I mean, then it's yours, then you don't have to, you know, worry if KuCoin crashes, your stuff's already off. It's on your wallet, right? I think yeah. That's a big message. Yeah. I think that's a really important message. There is a link in the description of the video for Ledger. We are affiliated with, with Ledger. We do get a, a small kickback, um, but they have a really good deal on at the moment. If you get a, a Ledger X, you'll get $30 worth of BTC. Uh, if you get the S Plus, you'll get $20 of BTC, uh, which is a phenomenal deal when you consider the price of these things uh, and you know that you're keeping your crypto safe. So definitely recommend checking that out. Now, with all that said, there are risks in moving the assets off of exchanges, and we need to we need to air that and be clear with people on those risks. And and one of those risks is, you know, making sure that you're moving it on the right chain. You know, always do a test transaction. And I know the you know sometimes gas fees are generally quite high, but you know I'd rather personally lose like four dollars. Uh, doing a transaction than lose maybe four thousand dollars so you know just make sure that you're you're double checking treble checking don't do a chris from crypto.com and just, just send it to, to the send it to the wrong address um you know so yeah look um don't i wouldn't go ask chris how it's done although yeah. if you're gonna send it to the wrong address send it <laughs> I'll, I'll send it back to you no worries no worries at all just like uh what, what was the what was the uh exchange that he sent it to by accident um it was to gate.io yeah and they sent it back in like 10 to 15 different transactions right like 40 yeah. million 10 million 30 million but anyways that's, like that. that's the message we want to get by to you guys i know it's been a while so we just want to kind of just in case you guys don't look at the other youtube which i highly recommend doing there's a lot of ta that's covered on there chris brings up tons of topics that you know obviously this ftx thing got dropped before ftx collapsed uh so it's very important to to you know, follow along with both. Obviously, we're going to be on here, you know, shooting the shit here and there with the podcast. And, um, but yeah, so let's, let's get into, you know, a little bit of other crypto talk. Let's talk about, um,
Bitcoin, Ethereum, kind of where they're at. Obviously, we've been talking about lower lows. Uh, today, there's been a little bit of movement. Uh, now we're hovering around 801 billion, so still way under a trillion bucks uh, in the market cap. And, you know, it's interesting, Nick, on Nick's video this morning, I think a lot of people, now that they've moved off exchanges, is, is their assets now, is their Bitcoin and Ethereum just going to sit in their, you know, cold wallet? Is it going to sit there? Will it ever come back on the exchange? Or are people now going to hold? Chris, JB, what's y'all's thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I mean oh, yeah. Sorry, you go, go you go. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, I think there will be a lot of people that will just not bother putting it back on the exchange and just hold it through. Like, I'm very much in that camp. It's it's such a pain just to to keep moving the, the crypto about. Uh, so I do think there will be pockets of that, you know, people that understand the risk of moving you know, large sums of, of crypto, um, you know, may just, you know, sit it out and just, you know, hold strong. I mean, uh, if you've been following the channel for some time, then, you know, you, you're probably doing quite well because we weren't encouraging people to to buy at 20, 21, 22K, right? We've been saying expect lower lows. So I think people are going to be in a really good position. But yeah, what about yourself, JB? I just think looking at that number, 802 billion how is it so low so quickly it wasn't that long ago we were over a trillion i mean that's just scary well why it's still a hell of a lot of money in the bull market market, yeah i mean that's just it's a crazy figure 802 billion it's still a hell of a lot of money but on the macro scale of things to fall that hard it's it's going to fall further but to fall that hard that's mind-boggling yeah and i mean bitcoin moved up today just a little bit but i think that's just because it's been so oversold um and ethereum obviously sitting at 11 about 1100 bucks uh last seven days is down 10 percent. bitcoin over the last seven days down three percent bitcoin's been hovering around that sixteen thousand one hundred. i think last night it got down to roughly like 15.4 um and nick did ta video this morning looking at close to like 14.9 maybe possibly being the end of one of the structures then we could see a move up but then we still expect it to go lower um, and, you know, per the data that Nick's been talking about, you know, none of these shrimps, you know, the one Bitcoin holders uh, have even started selling. So there clearly is not enough fear yet. And I don't see how there's not enough fear yet because that watching FTX collapse within a week and a half, that shit was scary. Like my mom, who doesn't know anything about crypto, was like, what's this FTX thing? So like all these people are talking about FTX now, right? And I think a lot of that also has to do with the backing of Kevin O'Leary and the guy from Shark Tank. Also, you know, Tom Brady, Steph Curry, Shaquille O'Neal, like talking about all those guys. So a lot of people know what FTX is, who FTX is, and now they're seeing, you know, that these guys basically just played with everybody's money. The article said they bought over $300 million worth the real estate and investments in the Bahamas. Which is mind-boggling, right? Really is mind-boggling. The news in the UK is starting to cover FTX. Oh, wow. Notoriously, the UK don't talk about crypto. And you listen to BBC Radio. I was listening on my drive today, and they were talking about everything FTX, what was going on. Now, that doesn't happen often in the UK. I just want to talk a little bit about the the. I guess that you said the word scared and I think you're right. Like people are scared, but I don't feel that they're feeling the pain just yet. I think pain 
is going to increase massively. And I think that's where the shrimps actually sell. They don't sell when they're scared. They're going to sell when they feel that pinch. And that pinch is coming. You know, uh, today I was told, uh, and I don't do the grocery shopping, right? So just to just put that out there, right? Like someone else does that. Um, and I'm being told that you can only buy 12 eggs because of like bird flu. So like there's even other things happening in the world that are making it very, very difficult for for us to to uh, what's the word? Like the we you've got the contagion from from FTX, you've got the energy prices, the cost of living, and then you've got bird flu, you've got uh logistics issues and and all sorts of different things. So yeah, look, I think people have got to really feel the the pain over over time before you know we start to see them sell. Yeah, I wonder. I would be curious if the shrimp actually sell or if they just leave it on the exchange. Because I'm, you know, I'm listening to Nick's data sometimes, and I'm like, do these guys just hold it forever? But I see what you're saying. You know, can it hold hold Bitcoin, right? Which roughly could be ten to fifteen thousand dollars, or do I pay my electric bill and rent or mortgage? So yeah. you know, I think I, it, I think it'll come down to that. That'll be yeah. the fear that you're talking about and the, the overall macro economic standpoint. You know, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's that's the pain that I'm talking about. You know, yeah. when when people need to keep the lights on, keep the heating on. Sure. You know, that's going to be the point where they're not going to have any choice but to sell. Uh, I think that's where we're going to start to see the the sort of maximum pain. I think it's going to be four to six months before you know we actually see the true bottom. You know, and that really depends on some of the players in in the space uh, collapsing. You know, who are they? How many people are exposed? Um, and then, you know, we'll bottom out. I think there's a long way to go. I totally agree with that. I think we're a long way off. There's far too much still to happen. The world's not in a great place. There's so much going on around. Take everything away from the crypto side of it. I mean, we all know what's going on around the world. China, Russia, Ukraine. There's talks with Saudi Arabia, Iran, things like that. You know, there's a lot of big things going on right now. We're a long way away from the bottom. And yeah. not saying not saying it to scare anyone. I think it's really important that you know people sort of look at look at or listen to what we're saying, and then go away and, and research some of it, and you know perhaps look at recessions and what tends to happen in in recessions, right? Because a lot of like TA, uh, like crypto TA um, influencers, they they will talk about the the actual movements of the price of bitcoin or ethereum or, and cryptocurrency um you know some of them are obviously looking at you know the movement of the dollar now you know that seems to be a, a trend that's came out of nowhere but ultimately they're not actually looking at any other data and this is what sort of i feel sets our channel apart from from others because we we're, we're looking at the fundamentals we're looking at you know the the other markets and you know the other events that are happening in the real world as well as looking at the technical, you know, uh, the TA, the technical analysis on on Bitcoin and, and all the different cryptocurrencies, I think this is why we've we've been able to to navigate the the space, you know, as well as we have so far. So, I mean, basically, there there are a bunch of projects that essentially could potentially not survive this, uh, hmm. you know. So, what I think I want to segue into next, maybe on a more positive light, you know, since we have been about twenty minutes of negative light. On, on on the positive side of things, this is like the biggest opportunity that we're oh, yeah, ever yeah, yeah, going to yeah. get in our lifetimes. Like this is, you know, generational level wealth opportunity for, for you know, 
changing many people's lives so you know be being engaged and you know focused on on what's actually happening in the space you know could could really change your life for for, for the positive as much as it feels really really bad right now uh, it doesn't feel like it's going to get any better any soon like, or any sooner um I, I do think that this is a huge opportunity not to be missed I totally think that's right. We had a couple of guys talking to us on the Patreon chat the other night, uh, me and Mike were on, and they said they've been out of space for four weeks and six weeks, and so much has changed so quickly. Mm -hmm. Can you remember that? Yeah. So much changed so quickly. Like, you're totally right. Obviously, nobody wants to buy right now, but you have to keep your eyes on the market. You need to see what's going on. These little bounces, if you want to make the money there as well, you know, that money is there to be made, but a few weeks out of this space and you miss a lot. Yeah, there's there's many influencers that haven't actually experienced a bear market, bull market, bear market, bull market, right? They they just haven't. They haven't. Some of them are question whether they're even old enough to to have experienced to. <laughs> um, but you know, like you know, you you got people that you know have been working nine to five jobs, right? Um, or eight to eight these days, right? They haven't got time to be focused on on cryptocurrency and you know the movements of you know people in the blockchain space. So yeah, look, you have to immerse yourself in a great community. You have to watch, you know, some of the the influencers on on youtube right to to be able to to keep up it's really important though that you watch the ones that actually you know are accurate in the information that they're putting out and have navigated the the market you know well the ones that obviously get it wrong all the time probably not the best to watch right yeah i mean there's some there's some big giant names uh in uh the twitter world that uh don't even know what certain projects are like yeah. like polka dot exactly Something along those lines. Um, but what I wanted, what I wanted to segue into was uh, a couple, just two altcoins from each of you and myself that you feel are A, most likely going to probably survive the bear market. B, they're going to explode and are just really um, strong projects, right? Strong team, strong technology, um, you know, have a great you know, say social space or, or whatever, just two altcoins basically that you guys, uh, you know, really like. And JB, we'll start with you, brother. I mean, anybody that speaks to me in Discord know that I absolutely love the Singularity Network. To choose between Singularity DAO and AGIX, you're, you're hard to pick between them. I think we had the pleasure of meeting um, Singularity uh, with Chris and Nick. <clears throat> And that was very fruitful. We learned a lot. We, we got a lot of information out there when we did talk to them in London. So for me, I, I'm focusing on Singularity Dow. I like what they're doing. I like the Dynasets, the percentage returns they seen on the last Dynasets for BTC. If I remember correct, it's 60%. What are you getting, what are you getting better in the space at 60% returns? 60% returns is you're doing all right. Uh, Chris, you've, you've actually used Dynasets before, correct? Like how difficult is it uh, to actually use Estelle's Dynasets? It's, it's really simple. The, the new Dynaset that they've got uh, is, is a really big upgrade on, on the previous one that uh, JB was just talking about where, you know, the returns for, I think it was Bitcoin was about 60% as, as he mentioned. Um, now, 
the, the new Dyna sets, the upgraded version, uh, you'll be able to short the market and utilize leverage. So, you know, the previous Dyna set was only using one, you know, trading strategy. So, and, and it achieved 60%, which massively outperformed traditional hedge funds. Um, so the new one, we're expecting bigger returns and it's going to be interesting to see whether that comes to fruition or not obviously with the market the way it is but the fact that you can utilize leverage and shorten the market i mean if we look at the market now like the timing couldn't have been any better right so look i've, I've used i put ten thousand dollars into the previous one it did really well uh, i really do like estow and everything that they're doing there as well i think they're they've got a really strong team uh you know we we've We've spoke to them quite a lot. I actually spoke to them today, in fact, and uh, they're doing some some really really cool stuff. So I expect some some really big things from the Singularity DAO team. We know that obviously they're working on um, well not the S DAO team, but Singularity as a group. There are other projects that are about to launch that really do seem interesting. Yeah. So JB, those just both of those, correct? AGIX and oh. S DAO. Oh, you got one I'm more. Going three here. I'm going three. I, oh, I have at it, brother. Three. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think it would be wrong not to talk about XRP. Now, take the lawsuit out of the equation. We all know what's going on there. We know something big is going to happen. But talk about the actual utility of Ripple XRP. Super green, super fast, low cost, scalable, stable as hell. That's a solid project, in my opinion. I think there's a lot to come from XRP. Yeah, I don't think the light gets shined on XRP's technology um, enough. And I think a part of it is muted because of the SEC. So I think once the SEC trial kind of finally comes to a close, whatever decides to happen with that, whenever the hell that's going to happen, or whenever the case decides to settle, hopefully Ripple can get back going in the they get to talk about their technology, right? Instead of the SEC stuff. So Chris, I know you're very bullish on XRP. I am just kind of getting turned on to XRP ever since joining the community. Um, so I know there's people in my local area where I'm from that actually are very involved with XRP. Like that's all they hold. They don't hold any other projects. Um, but yeah, so JB, I'm, I'm definitely a buyer of both of, or all three of those actually. AGIX for sure. SDAO definitely going to have a load of me personally. XRP, I'm finally going to buy my my first bit. And honestly, I think XRP holds up very well as Bitcoin continues to set maybe 10 more lower lows um, on its way down. Uh, but Chris, give me two two of your altcoins. Well, I'll, I'll touch on XRP a little bit sure. before yeah. I go on, on to, to mine. But yeah, look, XRP for, for myself, you know, he's a really, really solid project. They've got great technology. They're going into to the NFT space as well. You know, I, I think that they've also expanded um, throughout the globe whilst they've still been under the scrutiny of the SEC. So I don't see them slowing down, uh, you know, in any way either. And I think the, the court case still looks really, really positive for XRP. So, yeah, really like it. I think it's a great project. I think it's going to do really, really well. Um, as for, for my two projects that I'll pick, 
and uh, obviously I know what you're going to pick, uh, Mike. So uh, I'm going to go with a couple of others that haven't been picked and aren't going to be picked, I, I wouldn't imagine. So I'm going to start with Chainlink. I think, you know, as oracles go, I think it's a, a phenomenal project. I don't think it's really performed as well as I would expect it to have done over the, you know, the previous bull market. Um, but with that said, you know, they've got a really big partnership with Swift. And, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, like Swift, <laughs> like they basically move over $1.25 quadrillion a year. So like for a partnership, that's pretty, pretty immense, right? And, you know, you've got Arweave, Compound, um, loads and loads of projects. They're pretty much ingrained in everything. So they've got a huge uh, first mover advantage i don't think that people tend to move from uh, like a business so let me ask a question about chainlink i don't mean to cut you off but mm. isn't staking coming to chainlink yeah it is yeah so there's you're going to have that as well which will lock up a lot of the supply so but you know not even focusing on that just focusing on the actual like utility of the 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 project and how integrated it is with everything in the space like people don't tend to move like uh, customers don't tend to move unless there's a reason to move like unless it's cheaper somewhere else unless it's better somewhere else and i don't think you're going to get that with chainlink i think you know they're going to be priced competitively and i think they're going to be as good if not better than the majority of the competition so i think they're positioned really really well obviously you've got the staking aspect which I hadn't gone to just yet but you know for, for me Chainlink, i think it has to be up there it has to be one that people take seriously i, I do think it's a blue chip uh, people might argue with me on on that but you know it's very volatile i think there's money to be made on it you know on a regular in different different ways as well yeah i'm uh I'm I'm definitely loading up on Chainlink. I wasn't gonna load up on Chainlink until I saw some of Nick's charts on Chainlink, yeah. and then when I heard about staking, obviously because as Chainlink continues to get locked up, TVL grows, all of that, and then to hear the Swift partnership, I mean, Chainlink is you're finally seeing a little bit more about Chainlink. Mm -hmm. uh, I know Benjamin Cohen is big into Chainlink. I think a lot of old school guys are big into Chainlink because Chainlink's been around for a long time. Yeah, um, I think you know. there's there's lots of uh, other projects that are going to be really, really big that are going to need oracles, you know, metaverse, right? Consider like a metaverse that wants to replicate the weather in New York, for example. Oh, true. It, you, you know, like, you know, the 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 bus timetables, the taxi timetables, all that real world data that you want to bring into to the metaverse, for example. I mean, like it's endless. So yeah, mind blown, right? Like then you've got all the, the stuff with Swift and everything else. I just think that people don't understand the market and don't understand what what these projects are needed for. So, you know, you think that Metaverse, Metaverse is going to be a fantastic sector in the next bull cycle or the one after. Well, so are Oracles then. So are data storage projects. You know, you've got to look at actually, you know, outside of that particular sector, what what is required? Where's the utility? Uh, and that's kind of why I've picked out Chainlink. I think it's uh, it's immersed itself in the crypto space and intertwined itself in in the space. Uh, and I don't think it can be un, undone. I think it's so heavily ingrained. It's it's going to do really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite neglectful of oracles. I don't I've not looked enough into oracles and the foundations of them, what utility, everything around it. I understand them. 
what I do know is Chainlink is reliable as hell. They're proven. So if you need confidence in something you don't know a lot about, my personal opinion is look at Chainlink, read up on Chainlink and get to understand it. It's exactly what I'm doing right now is I'm getting an understanding of how they work, why you need them, what purpose they actually serve. And obviously I can only say it because it's the only one I've properly looked into, but they're proven. What, what more do you need than something that's proven, it's reliable and has a massive backing? Yeah, I think it's a, for newcomers that come in, you know, and they're following their favorite influencer and all that. I think it's a project that's not talked about very mm. much. And I think it's because of maybe what it does. But if you actually look deep down under what it actually does, it powers a lot of these projects that say the newcomer to crypto wants to be involved with, say like Sandbox or, you know, say like Decentraland, uh, Harmony One or, you know, things like that where, where Chainlink is required. And it actually has the utility of why we're involved with crypto in the first place, right? Like, so... Chainlink, the reason I said mind blown when you were saying some of the stuff you were saying is, dude, I might actually make that like my second largest bag now that I'm thinking about everything because just how you presented it just now made me just like, why would, I mean, on a bull run, a true bull cycle, the amount of Chainlink that's going to be needed during a true bull cycle is just going to be unbelievable. So from a money making standpoint, I'm going to put my money into Chainlink for sure. Um, Not financial advice. Just want to. Make sure I go 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 research it and and let us know whether it resonates with you. But yeah, look, you haven't <laughs> you haven't even come onto your two yet, and I've sold you on one of mine. There we go. Well, go my two, my... everybody's already sold on my two. I don't even need to discuss it. That's why I picked my two before you guys got to pick yours. Chris, give us your other one real quick. Okay, so I'm gonna go with one that is gonna surprise an awful lot of people because it's not even it's not even out yet. Ooh. I wonder uh, what it's going to be. I wonder what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, midnight. There we go. Right. Hey. So, so a sidechain for Cardano. Um, look, we've been looking at FRA, right? We, we know this, and midnight is doing something very very similar to FRA, right? Findora. Um, now, this isn't, in my opinion, taking anything away from findora because they're going to be on the ethereum chain whereas this uh project is going to be on cardano initially to start and then obviously onto the likes of ethereum bitcoin and, and probably many others um, but basically it's a a new data protection and private privacy centric blockchain um that will obviously be accompanying a, uh, a token now that token is going to be called dust and we had you know, the, I, I guess we were fortunate to be at the event that Charles Hoskinson announced the project and we got to interview him about two minutes after he announced it. So <laughs> throughout all my questions uh, and we really, you know, focused on on this particular uh, announcement that he had um, in Edinburgh. Now, you know, basically, why am I picking this one uh, over lots of other projects that you know i already know an awful lot about and i my my knowledge on this one is is relatively limited but i do see the the space going off into this particular you know direction and this is why we were looking at findora because what this allows you to do is it allows you to to have like decentralized exchanges regulated 
and this is you know with all the ftx stuff all the centralized issues with you know these exchanges i do see us going into a, a direction that is more decentralized and the only way that we do that is if we have regulations that support it and what this will allow um you know these decentralized exchanges to do is you know have kyc so for example if you have a metamask wallet for example it won't be a metamask let's say it's lace you'll be able to have kyc for for your lace wallet right um and that basically you could utilize this chain uh, or cardano for example and you will be able to keep all of your transactions private where you know as like you won't be able to see my transactions uh mike for example however the authorities if they needed to to check to see you know whether there was uh, money laundering going on or, or something like that they would have the authority to be able to unmask it and again it's really good like for video games for example let's say you've got modern warfare right the you know call of duty or whatever it's called yeah and you want to hide your weapons mask your weapons so somebody don't know what weapons you've got you know in your arsenal so i think there's lots of different use cases uh, and i think it would be a fantastic project chris i think we need to get you out of your dungeon occasionally and make sure that you're caught up on the call of duty world and you know all of that <laughs> yeah 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 like those those were some some time ago <laughs> those days <laughs> i uh I wanted to bring up a point because I think there was a part during your interview that uh, I had something recently come up with my son uh, and some medical stuff. And I heard yeah. through through the interview, I heard there was something to do with potentially being able to use Midnight or Lace uh, to actually hold your um, health records on top of it. Um, yeah. For me, that would be huge as we're taking my, my son to like, uh, say an emergency room, uh, kind of not a hospital, right? Mm. Well, we had to go from there. We had to rush him to a hospital between those two times from, it, it took me an hour and a half to go from one place to another place. The, the, the records don't show up, right? Yeah. So what he was given at one place, they didn't actually have the records of that at the hospital. And to me, it would be so massive. And I, I mean, you could save lives this way too, right? Is being able to just upload what happened onto the blockchain, onto my son's, you yeah. know, whatever it is, it, it would be so beneficial. And I think whoever lands that, and it's going to be hard, I think, to be able to break through the medical system um, because it is so dedicated here in the States to, yeah. but, th but, but this, it just, this would do it, right? Like, cause you, you would have well, yeah. that. You, you'd yeah. have that and you would have it masked as well. So only the relevant you right. know, doctors or nurses could open it, right? It. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. the other thing that it gives you is it gives you like, uh, I, I guess, some some authority over your own data, right? And I think this is a really, really big thing because data is is very valuable, right? Our data is very valuable and we're giving it away for free at the moment. So you might be able to monetize it in the future as well. I think like, we're not even scratching the surface of what this project's going to do for people. I think it's really positive. So I just want to clarify though, this doesn't take away from how you feel about Fendora no. um, oh. as a project. I think it mainly just adds to the fact, right? Yeah, look, very much so. I kind of said this in the discord a, a bit, right? Fendora is doing something very, very similar. And um, all this does is just reaffirm that Nick and myself see the market going in a certain direction. 
and we're bang on we're bang on with like the direction that we we kind of feel that is going going in because you know when you talk to the likes of charles and and other prominent people you know in the crypto space that are running a lot of these projects you get a lot of insight even when they don't actually say say the words we talked about privacy with charles in the first interview <laughs> uh, and we had a little giggle about it like uh, when we caught up in the second one because uh, charles was saying like oh, yeah i did have a bit of a smile when you when you asked me that question i was like yeah i should have i should have twigged right yeah definitely i mean when you sat with charles you could see how passionate he was about what he was creating there now if you haven't seen the, the interview you have to go and watch it I, I had the pleasure of sitting across from chris i caught his eye a few times and you can see the smile i know you can see the smile on my face i didn't stop smiling through that whole interview i mean I could honestly sit and listen to that man talk for hours on end, never get bored, probably take in very little because the guy's way above me on intelligence levels. He's an absolute marvel. But to have the pleasure of sitting in the room with him, we sat however many hours listening to the guy's talk. Charles came on, we had a break. We went back in. He spoke, he spoke. It was just bang, dropped the announcement, midnight. And you could see everybody in the room looking around, catching each other's eyes. Like, did he just say that? Did did he just say what he just said? And then it, it was he actually asked, like, "Are you surprised?" <laughs> he, he really did, and I think you know, I think his words to me off camera were before we actually started uh, to to press the record button on the cameras was, "Gotcha," because everybody <laughs> says that you know there's never a big announcement and he was like ah, gotcha <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah so so yeah look, um the, the biggest takeaway for for me from from the interview wasn't the words that were spoken and you wouldn't you wouldn't get it from watching it you wouldn't get it from from listening to it like on a on a podcast for example the only way you could get this is if you were actually in the room charles came across very very proud about this particular project I'm just about to and, say that. yeah and and i mentioned it in the interview you know you, you seem really proud and um like if somebody is really really proud and they've built cardano like you know this shit is special like you know it's special so for me there's a little bit of that like for me picking this one because i do kind of feel like there's something special that we're not being told about it just yet um but it's how, the way we see the market going, right? How well, the hell did they keep quiet? Yeah, how, four years of hard work. They were four years hard on this project, and they kept it quiet. No yeah. leaks. Nobody internally Crazy. leaked anything about the project. Nobody knew about it. Credit to them. Yeah, yeah. it really is. I four mean, four years we, is crazy. We were we were having all of the announcements sent over to us ahead of time, so we could cover it, like you know, get stuff out as it was happening um but this one wasn't sent over like this one was totally secret well i guess i'll start with you know my first one which is obviously cardano um <laughs> Let's go with which <laughs> we, knew, we, we knew we knew that was going to be the first one that's going to be my biggest bag and i'll tell you a lot of it has to do with charles i i respect him i, I think it's amazing that he comes onto youtube and actually talks to the community i mean the dude's a multi-billionaire right and created one of the craziest craziest layer ones which we all love but most people you either love Cardano or you don't like it. And for why people don't like it, I think it's just because they just don't want to look into it. For me, the biggest thing with Cardano is 
the fact that it's peer reviewed by you know so many people and i think we want this technology eventually to be picked up by governments and um essentially i think the fact that cardano has most of its stuff peer reviewed will be something that stands out when when governments are looking to adopt some of this technology um and so to be invested early in a project like that um to me I think makes Cardano one of the biggest ones. And Chris, obviously, you know so much more about Cardano. And JB, you probably do also. Everybody knows I'm not a technology guy. So, uh, but JB, you were going to say something? Yeah, yeah. Well, what I like with Cardano, obviously, we know fundamentally what Cardano is, what Cardano are doing. But more and more, we're learning what they want to do, what they want to do next. Obviously, we've seen talks about midnight dust. We're now seeing the USDA. So they're implemented stable coin for early next year we need to look more into that i personally i like that anything that isn't usdt we're moving away from that i've never had a problem because i've not experienced the issue with usdt but i believe moving on to cardano's chain usda i think that could be big so anything related to cardano i'm big on and i'm much like yourself my biggest bag will be ada I think as well, you've got Lace, the Lace wallet. I think that is like, that is a game changer for, for crypto, you know, making it easy to, to you know, get involved in, in cryptocurrency. You know, if um, the worst case scenario, somebody passes away, you know, having a custodian for, for your cryptocurrency, you know, I mean, like if my, like if I, if I passed away, my wife wouldn't have a Scooby-Doo how to get into to Ledger like and recover the cryptocurrency right like that won't be a problem in the future and i think you know cardano is is opening these doors to be able to to really actually get mainstream adoption i think it's going to be wonderful yeah i um i think if if people follow cheeky crypto obviously they know everybody's huge on cardano i think i think if you were to poll the discord and ask them what their biggest bag will be going into the next bull cycle. I'm going to probably say 75 to 80% of the entire community will say Cardano. Um, and I think it's honestly a, a little bit, I'm going to talk about Chris a little bit here is just the deep dive underneath of not just saying, Hey, it's Cardano. This is kind of what it does. It's more of a deep dive understanding what it actually is as a technology um, as opposed to, you know, other projects and, and stuff like that. Yeah, JB? You've also got to go on top of that, obviously, you did touch on it. The fact we've got the guy whose brain is behind this project is so willing to come on, not just our platform, but so many and talk about it, explain it. For those that don't quite understand, it, it brings himself down to, I'll say at our level, to help us understand what, what they are trying to achieve. I mean, he deserves the credit that he doesn't get for creating what he's creating and helping everybody everybody understand what cardano is yeah and i think we're at that stage now where it's more than just charles like that the community for for example midnight the community yeah. is going to end up launching that like charles is behind it he's the the brains and you know worked on the concept and i think they're still working on like what the token uh, the tokenomics are going to look like the distribution how that's going to work but ultimately it's going to be the community that drives it forward and launches it and and that side of things so i think um it is it's a unique project and we we talk about it an awful lot because out of all of the projects that 
that we look at right and uh, you guys know i think we're, we're at almost 250 project reviews in the last 250 days i look at a fair few projects right so like if we're we're raving about something as much as we are it's because actually from from a technology point of view a team point of view a funding point of view like it must stand head and shoulders above the rest we talk about v chain as well you know and i won't come on to that just yet go ahead just might as well because you know that's my second one of course it is of course it is how can we have this conversation and v chain not be there right exactly yeah i mean look like, v chain supply chain is the way the world works well there's Here. problems with it at the moment it's not working and i think that's what brings v chain to the forefront yep. right yep go ahead have at it because we know <laughs> we know you love v chain that that's my second favorite altcoin i'm just going to go ahead and say that and i'll pass it over to chris go ahead chris but yeah look supply chain's really important it's broken at the minute let's be honest and we yeah we touched on the the landscape from from a you know a financial macro sort of viewpoint and you know supply chain is very much broken at the moment and you know it's going to cause the the cost of of living to to increase alongside many other you know uh things that are happening in the world at the moment and i think vchain you know being able to to track and you know improve the the supply chain aspect of things i think is phenomenal but what really kind of sets vchain apart for for me apart from like the awesome technology they just recently had an upgrade uh to their 2.0 on uh the mainnet they are very eco-friendly um, I think they actually won a, an award recently. Um, you know, they are literally like one of the best layer one blockchains like in the world. They're right up there. Like for me, Cardano uh, and VeChain are, are two of the, the the best ones in 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 the space. And I think that VeChain hasn't quite got the, I, I guess the, uh, the 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 trying to think of the right words it's really difficult to get the right words but they don't get um what like cardano gets you know the praise you know of what's actually being built i i, I kind of feel like a a lot of that is historic you know with you know the, the 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 misinformation around it being a china coin because you know that's where the head office was it's now in europe a matter of fact most of their business is in europe they've now broken into the u.s I think there's uh, an awful lot of uh, changes that are happening. NFT getting into gaming, you know, they're not just supply chain anymore. And I think that's that's a fantastic uh, thing to to highlight. Yeah, they're never really covered as a layer one. No, like they're supply never, chain. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, my mind, you know, yeah. I said supply chain. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Right? It's not thought about that it's actually a layer one protocol that can build yeah. on top of that projects are building on. Um, and I also think that, uh, you know, I hate to say that it's not sexy, but it's it's not, you know, like, uh, I don't know. They, they've changed. They've had their rebrand. They're getting, they're getting sexier. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like they're, they're partnering with projects with real world utility as well. And, you know, my opinion on, on the space is that those projects that have real world utility are going to be the ones that, you know, survive what we're going through right now, the recessions. They're the ones that are, you know, going to be here for the, for the long term. VeChain's very well funded. They've got a really strong team. They're a five-star rated blockchain. Um, you know, they were the first five rated, uh, five-star rated blockchain in the world. And, you know, I, I think we've got an awful lot of really good things to, to come. They've got their stable coin, you know, we're going to have DeFi there as as well. Um, and 
like Cardano, like they don't mind engaging as well. We talk to the team, you know, we ask the team questions. Um, I, I think there's a, an awful lot that they're doing that's going to be, uh, is going to set them apart from, from others in the space uh, in the future. I mean, they're starting to get, obviously, well, they have for a while, but they're getting the mainstream publicity via the UFC. Mm. Obviously, Dana White is huge on VChain, and rightly so. And I also feel much like um, Ripple XRP, they're green. And I feel anything that is green and sustainable right now are going to do well in the future. My line of work is sustainability. So anything that promotes being sustainable, being green, in the space being that of that kind of mantra they, they have a big future and that's where people w- would like to go to rather than somebody that's costing money damaging the planet they want these green projects and they will do well yeah i think uh yeah i'm gonna hold a lot of it where all, where, all, all go i'm gonna say is like there's been some fantastic projects being uh, talked about this evening or this morning as it goes out well, essentially, yeah. y'all basically called out my entire portfolio between <laughs> between the ones we talked about. I mean, add in like, you know, maybe four or five others. But I mean, those are essentially, I would say, probably 80% of my portfolio is the ones we discussed. Um, and I think it's, I think right now, playing for me, this is me, my opinion, uh, playing in the realm of, you know, blue chips and maybe have a little bit in, in riskier assets. Um I think it's, it's kind of how I'm going to structure my portfolio, which obviously we can do a podcast on portfolios. Um, if you guys want us to do some of that, leave a comment down below um, on YouTube. That would be great. Um, but yeah, hey, let's let's wrap it up, boys. First one back. Um, Chris, you want to leave us with some final thoughts? Yeah, just let us know in the comments below what sort of uh, content you want us to do, right? Like this is podcast 2.0. Like it's an upgrade. And I really want to know, you know what sort of content do you want us to, to, to be talking about? You know, let's, uh, let's get this, uh, you know, content, what you want it to be. Uh, the only way we can do that is if you let us know. So let us know in the comments below, mash up that like button. Have to say that. Um, but JB, what about yourself? Just because we only covered six, seven projects in this podcast, it doesn't mean they are the only altcoins that have big futures there are plenty out there chris does plenty of reviews read them there's a good one came out today lossless i'm doing that tonight straight after sorry this morning straight after this podcast um but yeah i'm absolutely thrilled to be on here this is it's surreal the nerves are gone the first five minutes i was a bit a bit shaky (laughs) the nerves are gone end of the day this is a community podcast this is what it's all about so if the community has ideas, the community tell us your ideas so we have things to cover that you want to hear. Otherwise, we're just going to be three guys sitting here talking about stuff that you don't want to listen about. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's important is, you know, this obviously start, got started because of the community. And so we're, we're, we're going to put out content that the community wants us to talk about. If you guys leave comments, we'll definitely get to it. But look, you know, this was exciting for me to get back on here. Chris, JB, it's been a pleasure back on here. I'm pumped about yeah, yeah. it. And uh, yeah, like JB said, these are just a couple of our projects that, that, that we like. Obviously, there's a ton more projects that we're, that we're excited about. But most importantly, super excited about the podcast. Make sure you smash that like, smash the subscribe button, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Take care. Take care.